Well, thanks so much, Adrian, for, for joining us, uh, founder of Simple Analytics, or first interview I've done in person in, in a couple years here, now here in Amsterdam, so I appreciate you taking the time and kind of talk about what, what you're building. Uh, super interesting, super important now at the, the ever-changing force of life that is the internet now and, and kind of all mm. the moving parts that go into it. So let's start a little bit about maybe your background and, and why you sort of decided and maybe what led up to, to, found, to founding Simple Analytics. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I love to do it this in person. It's like mm. it's, it's the next level, right? Yeah, so much better. <laughs> Way better. Yeah, so much better. <laughs> um, yeah. So I started Simple Analytics more or less three years ago, and I was on a holiday in uh, the Canary Islands with mm-hmm. my girlfriend, and I was working remotely there for a, a freelance gig. Yep. Um, and they asked me like, "Hey, can you install the Google Analytics script just to track like the face shows?" Sure. And and I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, this question always comes up, right? Like if you build a website, they want to have analytics and always ask for a Google Analytics yep. because that's the, free and the easy. big one, yeah. free one, and people yeah, already are familiar with it. For me, it didn't feel right. Like I don't want to send all the, the data of, of their customers or their mm-hmm. visitors to one big corporation uh, that's pretty known for profiling and using that information for the ad network and stuff like that. So I wasn't very comfortable with that and I decided like, okay, I need to I need to change this um, and I think it's quite easy to build something simple but mm-hmm. still uh, powerful enough so I pitched that to my girlfriend he said like yeah let's just do it yeah <laughs> so I did it and um, and then two months later I had my first prototype uh, put it on product hunt it had like a little bit of success uh, but then I put it on hacker news and it was like boom on the wow. front page number one for like the whole day or at least like nine hours and then front page uh, wow. for longer. So that was amazing. And then I thought, okay, this is this is really something people want. Yeah. So then I got my first paying customers, um, and then yeah, I took it from there. So it was it was paid right out the gate. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I had like a, a a free version for I think thirty minutes. Uh, then nice. I chickened out. It was like, okay, <laughs> now I go back to paid. <laughs> So the one thing I usually I usually like to, to chat about is uh, sort of the tech stack and how you think about building you know yeah. products. If you, you don't have to divulge everything, this is secret sauce or anything, but maybe go through the simple tech stack of how Simple Analytics is, is built. Yeah, yeah, I don't have secret sauce or anything. I'm very transparent <laughs> on everything, so uh, yeah, I'm happy to discuss this. What I built it first with with uh, was with the tools I know. Yep. And before I had like a lot of ideas and was building with different new tools and whatever, and then I never finished it. But mm. this time I said to myself, okay, I need to finish it. So do it with the stuff you know, yep. so it will be way faster and uh, finish it uh, on time. So that's what I did. So I know uh, Node.js, I know uh, yeah, JavaScript, of course, and I know uh, Postgres, mm-hmm. the, the database. Um, so I combined all those into that simple product. It was very MVP. It was like a graph with some stats on, right. the, on the bottom. There was <laughs> nothing more than that. Uh, some login system and that was about it. Um, so I built it all in Postgres and in hindsight, I'm very happy that I did because I finished mm-hmm. it on time and until at some point uh, I wanted to add m- new features like searching on specific stuff or filtering or cer- certain stuff, uh, then Postgres became a little bit too too complicated. As okay. in like it couldn't do the, the things without like 50 tables um, yep. of aggregations and stuff. So then I decided, okay, now I need to switch to something that is uh, built for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So then I switched to Elasticsearch, 
uh, hired someone with experience of Elasticsearch so mm -hmm. he built the whole API for that. And then we had a system that was advanced enough for the new features that we wanted to build. Um, but in hindsight, I'm super happy with that choice because I finished the product on time because I used the tools that we needed. And at some point I wanted to add new features, then a new database system was needed. So then we switched to Elasticsearch and that's, yeah, I think that's a, that's a great decision. Nice, nice. So when we talk about, I guess, privacy and, and, and sort of the, the importance of it, I guess, where are we sort of at, at, at now with, with privacy? And we have the Apple ecosystem, right? And then we have Android, which is open source and kind of can, can do a lot of things and you can hack it up, so to speak, mm -hmm. and make it your own, right? And there's pros and cons yeah. <laughs> with that. But how we see Google has all these products, right? And they're all really good, right? Whether it's email or Google Analytics or Google Docs. It's sort of this easy ecosystem that everybody plays in, especially small businesses, right? They, they might not have 10 bucks a month, month or 19 mm -hmm. bucks a month to, to spend on, you know, a privacy analytics sort of software or, or whatever it might be, maybe Canva or something like that, yeah. design software or something, something simple. So, you know, Google provides all these, pre -thing, these free things, but there's always a trade-off, right? I guess why, what's, what's the pitch for, for simple analytics? Like why should, you know, businesses and founders really look at, you know, privacy for, for tools that they use to, to build their companies? Well, it's like um, one of the reasons is your, your visitors and your, your mm. customers are getting way more aware of privacy. Mm -hmm. Like if you would talk about privacy four years ago, right. and nobody would really listen, like it wouldn't be that interesting or the, there wouldn't be an audience for it. And now way more people, <coughs> thanks to the, the cookie banners and the, the annoyances of privacy as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot more awareness. So I think if you wanna uh, keep up with your customers and you wanna give them the best experience, you should do something about privacy. You can't just ignore what they care about. Mm -hmm. So then you need to uh, do something about it. And you can like still give all your data, for example, uh, to Google, or you can decide like, okay, I wanna do it differently. Mm -hmm. I wanna go uh, with something better for my customers. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's also like a lot of customers from Simple Analytics that, that add a badge to the website saying like, hey, we use something privacy friendly. Yeah. So they want to uh, share it with their customers as well, like saying like, hey, we care about you. We uh, take care of your privacy uh, and we're not like sharing it with all uh, other companies. When users like for a Simple Analytics like user, do companies put like the simple and it looks like badge on their footer or whatever yeah. to, to notify people. Yeah, or That's put great. it somewhere in the, in the privacy policy, like, hey, we care about your privacy, so we use simple analytics, uh, stuff like that. So you, it's almost, because I think what GDPR did was you have to have that if you even use Google Analytics, right? I think any, not even just using, ad, using cookies or using ads against it, but I think it's something as simple as using Google Analytics, I think, qualifies then you have to do GDPR. I'm not, I'm not sure because it's so yeah, but diverse. <clears throat> yeah, there's a, there's a difference between uh, GDPR compliant and what a lot of people confuse is that you uh, don't need a cookie banner if you are GDPR compliant, but mm -hmm. that's not the case. Uh, GDPR compliant means that um, you comply with GDPR rules, uh, but you still need to take care of a cookie banner, for example. Right. And if the cookie banner is there, then uh, it's compliant. Mm. So there's, there's a little bit of confusion about that um, in the privacy space. And it's, it's a lot of, yeah, 
there's a lot of different signals from different people saying like, oh, you should do this and you should do that. But the general thing is like, if you use uh, Google Analytics with the de defaults, you will uh, require a, a cookie banner. And with, for example, Simple Analytics, you don't need any cookie banner. And there's no personal data that ends up in our systems. So you're 100% you're sure that you never violate any GDPR. Um, That's huge. Problems because yeah, you can't get a lawsuit for that. So if you're a simple site that provides information and maybe you're not running any ads, right, on third-party sites or anything like that, and you use Simple Analytics, that incents a lot. It's an easy way to become GDPR PR compliant, right? If you don't yeah. need the cookie banner. Yeah, without the annoyance of the cookie banner. Oh my banner. God, that's yeah. huge, man. Because people don't really like that. Like that, needs to be on the, that needs to be on the homepage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, like, and there's like a lot of differences also coming to that cookie banner. Like in the future, there's, there's very likely that there should be a yes and a no button. Mm. Now imagine how many people just click the no button. Yeah, I think a lot of people will just hit no and then the cookie banner is gone. And you can't track your users anymore. So what do you do then? You have this whole gap in your Google Analytics account where there's no data coming in. Uh -huh. So then you think like, okay, I'm missing out now, but what portion do I miss out? You, you don't know. And that's also why uh, some people that use Google Analytics, they also use Simple Analytics next to it. So then they enable Google Analytics uh, at the moment when people uh, consent to the cookie. Ah, okay. And then they trigger Google Analytics. But before that, they have Simple Analytics uh, also running because then they get the, the whole picture, the big picture of their uh, visitors. Interesting, interesting. What would you recommend, like, is there such thing as like a, is there enough tools out there to create a privacy tech stack, like for a small business or a founder or even personally, like is there ways to kind of have different tools that you would recommend for to, to kind of have, start building more of a privacy ecosystem for yourself or your small business? Yeah. That like analytics, I think we, we pioneered one um, and you see like a lot of like copycats or at least like a lot of uh, more uh, tools in that space. But what I don't really get is that there's so, so much other space uh, within uh, privacy friendly tools where there's not that much uh, product yet. But there's, there's coming more and more. I also, I also had a website where I would list like all the privacy products but I took it down because uh, it wasn't that popular. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what, e what email do you use? Because you, you use it. I use ProtonMail. Okay. But I wouldn't recommend it because okay. it's, it's ProtonMail does, does a very good thing about being privacy friendly as in they encrypt uh, their mail very, very well. So it's end-to-end -end encrypted as in like if it's in your mailbox, they can't view it anymore. They mm. can't see it anymore. Um, you still need to trust them because emails are sent in plain text to their server, so they can make a copy, but I, I think they're a trustable uh, business that doesn't do that. But it comes with a lot of downsides. For example, you can't search in the body of your email. So if you search in your search bar, you can only yeah. search on subject and recipients and stuff, but not on the, the body text. Copy, yeah. Which is super important for email, right? <sighs> and that's something they are trying to build and it's still not there. So I think if that feature is there, then I would recommend using ProtonMail. Uh, until that time, I, I don't really know a good alternative for, for email. What but about browser-wise? Brave would Brave be? Brave would be a good option. Uh, Safari also cares about privacy and Firefox. I personally use Firefox mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, with, with a few extensions that block trackers and stuff like that. Yeah. 
including the privacy friendly tracker, unfortunately. <laughs> but that's a whole different subject. And um, so yeah, I use Firefox and I use uh, yeah macOS for somewhat more privacy friendly OS, um, which I'm doubting recently because they have telemetry set up with the apps you use and stuff like that. So there's there's a little bit of debate of uh, the Apple marketing versus the Apple, the real one, the real Apple. Is there, I always think about whether Apple could do it or another company could do it, where they build a competitor search to, to Google. And I, I think Apple still hasn't, for, I don't know, they still haven't looked at sort of the business market to kind of go to and say, hey, you get, you know, search and you get whatever. Like they have a Google Docs equivalent, but like, you know, it's not great. And they try like their business email, like the email has been bad, but I think they could still do a bit. Like they, I feel mm-hmm. like they could do a business suite around, you know, privacy and people would pay if you bundled search with, yeah. you know, a ton of other Google Docs equivalent or sheets and an email, like business email. I think there's still an opportunity for them to do it or have another company, you know, come in and offer the business suite like Google has because there's really not a suite like that out there. I'm like, I can't use Microsoft. I'm just, I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. So Google's really the only kind of option right now, right? But yeah. you think there's an opportunity for a startup or for Apple to kind of come in and be a competitor to Google Workplace? I now, I think now it's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that should come from uh, from Europe. Like I'm, a, I'm a very big fan of uh, uh, the EU, as in it's a lot of countries gathered together. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bit the same as uh, as the US, right? Also a lot of states yep. working together. But in Europe, there's no there's no real tech vibe, or there's there's no there's no big tech companies, right? Yeah. In, in Europe, and I think there's there's a lot of funding coming from the EU mm-hmm. to build like tools that are similar to uh, US products, but then in the EU, just from a privacy perspective. Interesting. So if there's a lot of good companies uh, going after that money, then we can expect a few tools like uh, Google uh, Google Docs and Sheets and, uh, and stuff like that working seamlessly together. At the same time, I think it's very hard to build a good product like that. So yeah. as long as they copy almost everything, then it's fine. <laughs> but if they go their own way, it will probably be a shit product, right? <laughs> so yeah, I, I, my hope is a little bit on that, yeah, on that money of the EU. Yeah, no, I think it's just from being here four months or, or so or five months now, there's a lot going on here, you know, from I think just an investment standpoint and just be startups being invested throughout the EU and specifically kind of just around the, the region here is uh, is pretty interesting. There's a lot of companies moving, you know, here. Yeah. There's a lot of really, you know, big U.S. companies that have sort of their quasi headquarters here, which is really interesting. So I think you'll get a little bit of innovation around a lot of different different areas. To go back to Simple Analytics real quick, what sort of analytics do you get? Is it pretty much the same as you would get through the Google Analytics platform? Well, the big difference is that um, Simple Analytics doesn't track users mm-hmm. or visitors. So it's, it's definitely different than Google Analytics because Google Analytics tracks um, your visitors, which is super useful as well. It's not only bad, but it's super useful, right? So yeah. you can say like, oh, a visitor uh, that yesterday visited my website is now a returning visitor, okay. for example. Yeah. Uh, with Simple Analytics, you can't do that because you don't know if the person uh, visiting is the same person as yesterday. So you have no clue who the person is um, and also not that he's returning. 
So there are some differences between Google Analytics and Simple Analytics or uh, between cookie-based uh, analytics or tracking analytics versus uh, non-cookie, non-tracking. Mm -hmm. So there's a few uh, things that aren't possible. So one of them is session. Okay. You don't have, you don't record session. So for example, you can't say like, oh, a user um, has uh, five page views in a session or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So those things you can't say. But with the data, you can still do a lot. Like for example, um, you can still get uniques because okay. like a browser always sends the referral of the previous page to the next page. Hmm. So you're basically saying like, oh, this person comes from uh, DuckDuckGo, navigates to uh, Simple Analytics, I can see it's coming from DuckDuckGo, for example. That way you can say like, oh, this is a unique visitor. Because if the person was coming from Simple Analytics, says contact, uh, going to another page, then you can see like, oh, this person is coming from Simple Analytics. So it's a non-unique uh, mm -hmm. visitor. Sure. So you can still do some smart things to, uh, to get uniques and stuff like that. And what Simple Analytics does very well is making it very easy in the overview. So that, that's the big one that I saw is that you still get the overview of the main stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. You still get location, you still get page views, you still get like the, the overall big things for just like, like that is a simple overview of like what's going on. Yeah, right? yeah. And at the same time, we, we make it like look very simple from the surface, but you still can do a lot. Like for example, you can search everything. Uh, there's a search icon with every type of, uh, of data point basically. Mm -hmm. So you can search refers, you can search UTM codes, you can search pages. Maybe you have long term, long tail pages and you want to just go very quickly to that. Well, try to do that in Google Analytics. You're, yeah, it's complicated. Right. Um, it's already complicated to see where your long tail pages are. <laughs> so stuff like that is very important for uh, for simple analytics. And also from a privacy point, we we don't see that the, well, we don't say that the data is our data. Like the data is from our customers. So if you add data to our platform from your visitors, it is your data. Mm -hmm. We we don't say like oh we own it or we we transfer rights or whatever. No, it's mm -hmm. your data. And that's also how we act on it. So you can download it in so many ways. You have no code tools. You just have URLs with uh, CSVs you can download. You mm -hmm. have uh, email reports that you can get in your email um, and very extensive APIs uh, that people use to build their own reports. Interesting. How's installation? Is it the same as Google Analytics as far as like, it's just a simple snippet of it's a bit simpler as well than Google Analytics. <laughs> like I, I recently uh, uh, did a comparison with uh, Simple Analytics and Google Analytics, uh, speed-wise. Uh -huh. And Google is, uh, yeah, obviously slowing your website down quite a bit. Um, Simple Analytics didn't, so that was that was pretty great to uh, to measure. But then I also went into into their tool to grab their snippet just for copy pasting in the website. Right. Yep. It's it's complicated already. Like you have so many options, you can do so much. Uh, it's it's very overwhelming, um, and in the office uh, here, in the co-working space, I hear a lot of people complaining like, "Oh, I need to install Google Analytics. It's not copy pasting <laughs> a script anymore. It's like finding out what it's, script you need. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and all that stuff." And the big difference is with with Google Analytics, you need uh, a website ID, yep. um, and with Simple Analytics, we thought like every website already has an ID. That's a URL, URL, right? So yeah. it's unique for every website. So we just use that. So. You can just copy the page, copy and paste the same script on all your websites without changing website IDs, uh, and it just works. Awesome. When we go down, sort of the path of making 
the tool better and being that it's sort of you know you're trying to simplify everything is there room for like what what are some rooms room for like innovation and like more features like how would that work but yet to keep it simple is there ways to make it do more things without being complex right without being yeah. out of control like like what happens with, with sort of google products yeah yeah we have to watch out for that yeah it's very hard yeah because you have you have a lot of requests from customers oh i want this i want that and you yeah. can all cram it in the in the tool right but then then yeah. you become google analytics right <laughs> it's, it's complex analytics yeah you know <laughs> you don't want you want don't want to have that many so um so yeah that's definitely that's definitely difficult so what we try to do is make it still accessible but not for the simple user so if you just visit the dashboard mm-hmm. it just it feels uh, simple to understand yep and that's important and the things that are more complex uh, for example uh, search in it it's it's just hidden a bit so you need mm-hmm. to know it's there and you click it and then it triggers some some more advanced search for example events is also a good example that can be complicated quite quickly it's, it's hard to grasp uh, how events work how conversions work stuff right. like that so most of the time developing that feature is like okay talk with customers how would you understand this? Making it more simple, making it more simple and even more simple. And eventually you have something that people understand um, from the yeah from the start. Could it work for e-commerce? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, if you have a flow, let's say um, a sign-up form or, or like a checkout form, mm-hmm. um, you can say like, okay, we have a, a landing event, for example, and a checkout event on that. Uh, sign up form and then you can see like okay uh, 50 people started the, the form and only 40 people uh, submitted the form mm-hmm. there's something going wrong or well i think it's it's quite okay conversion in this case yeah that's uh, pretty good <laughs> i think something's going right <laughs> yeah something's going right 80 percent is checking out so that's good but uh yeah in case it's, it's different numbers then uh, then you know where to uh, where to work on we'll go back into to, to tools real quick you know, personally, you running like the company, what is the, the tech stack that you use, you know, tools wise to kind of, you know, navigate every day, every week, just, just sort of running the company? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we use a, a bunch of tools. One very privacy friendly tool is Keybase. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a Slack, but then uh, end-to-end encrypted. Mm-hmm. Also, it's hard to recommend this one because it's it's not as polished as, uh, as Slack is, for example. Sure. Sometimes you need to wait for a download or whatever. It's 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 not perfect, but that's yeah. that's a bit yeah. That's the downside of, of privacy friendly products uh, that are not yeah that are doing trying to do too much or or something like that. Yep. Same same with Signal. It's a little bit off topic, but yep. Signal is also it, it doesn't have that same feeling as Telegram, for example. But I think we will get there. Yep. Um, all the tools I use is um, uh, yeah VS Code for for coding. Mm-hmm. We use uh, Help Scout for email uh, support um, okay. to, to run our uh, support team, uh, GitHub for code, mm-hmm. and Telegram for alerts and stuff. So sometimes you want to have server alerts or you want to have um, errors from the server, you want to get it on your phone, stuff like that. Uh, and a few tools for on the road. So on my phone, I can also log into my servers, I can uh, code, and I can yeah change stuff. That's code on the phone? Yeah. I don't, I don't really code on the phone. Right. <laughs> like if it's really needed, I can change some files uh, on my phone just by, by logging into the servers. 
And what is, you said Help Scout? And so that that's sort of a customer service type yeah. of tool? Yeah. Okay. We talk about, you know, privacy and, and maybe we'll, we'll sort of end on a little bit of, of the future and maybe, you know, what's coming and what's possible, right? Mm-hmm. I guess more things are becoming possible. Like you said, maybe Telegram and Signal is not quite there yet, but three to five years. Eventually, Shit could yeah. change, right? Pretty yeah. drastically. So what do you what do you see sort of coming down coming down the pipe in regards to to privacy? Google can't really talk about it, right? Like Facebook could there's some companies that are just like they're almost irrelevant to the conversation because yeah. they just they their whole reason for existing is is against that mantra. Yeah. You know, Apple is in a in a good space. I think anybody who has built their own infrastructure and ecosystem, right, from from the ground up has an opportunity to build out more privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do you see a sort of the, the space going and, and is it a positive way to go, right? Even privacy, social network, very weird to say, right? But I think I think people would pay for Twitter without having all the BS yeah, that comes along start. with it, right? Like I think they're 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 starting to do something, right? Yeah. But I see tons of people that would pay for platforms like like Twitter, right? It's like five bucks a month or something like that to, to kind of have all the BS out and kind of have it how you want it. So Yeah. Yeah, I think the the group that cares about privacy is getting bigger. Um, so then it becomes more easy to develop products for that group, right? Because mm-hmm. the group is growing. Yeah. Um, and especially the group that wants to pay for tools is also growing, I guess. So that's great because then you can um yeah, build tools and earn money from it. Because I'm I think it's very important for businesses, even if they're in the privacy space, uh, or especially in the privacy space, to charge money. Yeah. Because we don't charge right. money. Yeah. yeah. Like for example, you have Cloudflare Analytics. It's free. It's like okay, but wh- how I'm paying? Like the servers cost money. You develop the tool, it costs <laughs> money. Where's the money coming from? So you have all these questions where you don't really have answers to. Mm. Same with Google Analytics, right? They they don't create Google Analytics, which probably costs millions uh, to run per oh, month. Oh, sure. The team, the team is huge. I'm sure. The team is huge. Months. Infrastructure is huge, and they. Tons of data, so so they need to be paid from somewhere, mm-hmm. right? So they have the, the great way for for fueling ads with the data, which is also in their uh, in their terms. So they have reasons to not charge money. Mm-hmm. But for all the others that just starting out, if you charge money, um, you don't have to look for different business models, mm. which I think yeah. is great because then yeah. I like I would rather pay. I know if I if I download the new app or whatever. I part what I rather pay for it than not knowing where my data ends up, right. especially if it's an app where I upload personal photos or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that that area is changing a bit for the good. Um, I also think the regulations are definitely pushing us uh, in the right directions. Well, in the EU, it started with the GDPR, and then mm-hmm. before that, the e-privacy directive. Um, you see a lot of other uh, countries now following up on that, which is great. Uh, even outside of Europe, that's awesome. So I think the legal aspects also will improve. Um, what I don't really see happening soon is free products to be successful that much. Like it's, mm. I think of social network, for example, I, th- I think it's very hard to make a social network being a paid network. Maybe maybe it works, but I don't think you will reach the mass with- Yeah, with social paid. network's probably a bad word. I guess more like community, pro- like paid apps, communities are, community, are com- you know, where it's much more niche, where might, you know, you'd be on a platform yeah. with, a yeah, for example, people, you know. Substack, for example, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good example of uh, the paid works in, in, uh, in communities. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I also, when I started Simple Analytics, I really wanted to be surrounded with people that are similar. So I also paid for a work in progress, for example. Mm, it's yeah. also a paid community, which really helps for accountability and stuff like that. So I really believe in paid communities, but but the mass, I, I'm, I'm not sure how that would work. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm starting to, I, I paid for like a few communities where they just have like a, a annual fee or just like a lifetime thing rather than like a monthly thing. It's almost mm-hmm. like, you know, buying a pair of shoes or something. You don't continually pay, even though you wear them a lot, you don't yeah. pay monthly for your shoes, <laughs> right? Uh, so, and that's what I'm gonna try out with the platform we were talking about earlier, the investor platform. It's just a one-time payment, right? For like just access to it. And I'll keep building it and keep going, but it kind of helps the creator and the builder to invest more time in the product and keep building it and making it better rather than, you know, you just dedicate so much time to it and to be free. It's like, we're, it, it's so hard. You mm-hmm. can't, it's, it's nearly impossible to build a good product, yeah. right? especially by yourself, like for free. It's just like, there needs to be a little bit uh, up there where there's yeah. just something small. And I think to me, I like doing the one-time payment thing because it's just like, again, it's like buying, you know, a backpack or something like that. You just do it one time and that, that's sort of it. Then you yeah. have access forever, which I think is a really, it's a different approach for media product, like digital products, right? Kind of used to either be free or monthly, right? This mm-hmm. last model. And I think, I think my, that might change a little bit. I think people will, will probably actually get away from doing the monthly payment. I think monthly, yeah. but like if it, cause I think companies, I think you do a great job of offering like the annual, the annual price is like, so much better than the monthly price yeah and i like i rather just pay it annually right because one you just get such a, a better price but then it's just like you don't have to worry about it as much yeah, yeah. i don't know i i like the annual thing and then the lifetime thing more especially for like early early stage like yeah just ideas companies right or startups that are bootstrapping and, and one person um i think it's a good way to kind of just get early funding and, and, and try to build what you want to build yeah yeah yeah, especially at the start, I think it's uh, it's good to have more customers than, like like for example with Simple Analytics, I kind of regret to not make it available for a bigger public in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you want to validate your product, right? For a price that you eventually want to charge. Yeah, yeah. So I think I started with $9 per month, but maybe in the beginning I should make it like cheaper, but then it's hard to validate. So yeah. it's, 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 this, this choice is very hard because when you make it cheaper, people expect it to be cheaper and then all the, um, the next customers will also want to have it for that price. And then if you increase it, it will maybe uh, push down all those customers or whatever. Are you bootstrapping everything? Yeah. yeah. What's your, what's your thoughts on, on funding? Like if somebody started a privacy fund, I think, I don't even know if they exist, but they, I mean, there might be one out there that invests in privacy startups, but it should if it doesn't, I guess. But like, yeah. would you think about like like raising money? Like, what's your thought process around bootstrapping versus you know raising a little bit of money to kind of scale yeah, faster? If, if I have a clear target for the money or a clear goal for the money, I would probably do it. But at this time, I basically want to have a comfortable life um, and I want to do work that I actually enjoy. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I combine those two <laughs> with building my own business. And I think if you attract outside the money you you will get a different job yeah like you totally. you will be more of a manager have less have less to say in your own business and eventually it will maybe grow to like i know millions a month right um but your job changed quite a change yeah and i still want to have like a fun job 
So <laughs> I'm not sure if that would be a fun job for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, man. This is uh, this is great to get to chat in person and, and get to chat about about the product and, and everything that you have going on, everything you've sort of built so far. So c- congrats on the project, the project and the progress. And Thanks. you know, cheers to to the next sort of five years of, of 10 years of having fun and building a cool product, my man. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks a lot.